Folks, uh, I need you all to settle a, a debate for us. Uh, am I a psycho, uh, a mob psycho 100? <laughs> Folks. Folks, uh, am I a psycho because I can dry swallow pills? Okay. That's a nice way to start. <laughs> That's a really nice way to start. Um, yes or no? Well, welcome back to Why Do People Like Anime, a podcast where two people who don't watch a lot of anime watch a lot of anime and talk about it. I'm Julie. And I'm John, and I can swallow pills without without water. Liquid. Apparently, um, does that make me? We we talked about te- this. Teeny tiny pills without water. I can. It's not really a feat, I would say. Oh, give me a big pill. Give me <laughs> give me like a what's like a fish oil. Yeah, give me a fish oil. I can do that easy. No, I don't want you to choke. Or like, on it. I'm not going to choke on it. Yeah, I don't. Or want like you to choke. Uh, Advil liquid gel. Yeah. Those are like the <laughs> a day quill, perhaps. Uh, a day quill. Man. Yeah, welcome back. How was your week? <laughs> I feel like no time has passed in between last episode. I feel like I feel like it's been like a year. What did we watch last? Promare. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. No, we're back on a we did we did a, a twelve episode The Promised Neverland. We did a, a this net, week. A Netflix series. Yes. No, it's not a Netflix series. Well, it's a series on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix, but it was it was an originally a manga, and then adapted into an anime. Also adapted into a live action hmm. series. I can see that. Um, I feel like there's such elitism against like Netflix anime. I, I kind of get it. <laughs> what? Well, I was I interviewed this rapper a couple months ago, and and uh, so there's this rapper. Uh, I think Javon or Javon. Okay. Uh, so I interviewed him a couple few months ago, and I asked him what his favorite anime was because he has a song sort of related to anime. Yeah. Um, I forget the answer he gave me, but it was a Netflix show. Right. Um, and he was like, "I know it's a fucking it's a cop out answer. It's Netflix anime." Is it like, oh, I only watch the anime that are on Netflix because I don't I didn't pay for Funimation or Crunchyroll? Maybe. Or... I guess it's a little more uh accessible. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, I only I only intake the accessible anime. See, for me, I'm like, let's watch a show on on Netflix because the whole point of this podcast is that we're watching things that that we have no sort of like in on, right. you know? Whereas, like, are we are we encouraging other people to watch it necessarily? I, wasn't that the whole point of the why we named it? Why do people like blank? Well, I don't. So I don't, that when some Joe 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 Chum uh, Chum Bucket is like googling <laughs> what the hell is Promised Neverland, he's like, why do people like this? Well, I, I feel like uh, well, I feel like we're we're giving the answer. I, I feel like there's no work needed after our podcast. Well, I think you can listen to the first half and be like, okay, let me I want, check this out. I want to end every episode uh, sending our listener on their way and they, them not having to watch the thing if they don't want to. Really? And being like, okay, that's that's what that thing is. Cool. Or on the other side of the coin would be they watch it, they watch the anime, and then they come and listen to the podcast about the anime. True. Which I think is probably most people who are listening. I mean, I think there's uh, there's... When there's something both of us really like, I, I it seems like it's encouraged people to seek it out. Yeah, like like for instance, I thought people had recommended this anime, The Promised Neverland, and I looked at it on Netflix. I looked at the preview, and I thought it looked dumb. Just it looked putting pretty, it out there. Yeah. Read the description, which is like 
oh, it's a story about orphans that are trying to escape from the orphanage. And I was like, eh, bunch of kids. Sounds like some Oliver Twist shit. Yeah, I was like, Annie, Oliver Twist, I don't know. Bring on the mechs. Yeah, but I would say that I was, I had grossly uh, misjudged this show. (laughs) Grossly misjudged. Also, I just want to throw it out there, we just watched Gremlins. (laughs) Yeah, we did. (laughs) We went to the movie theater, watched Gremlins, came back, finished the anime, and now we're recording. (laughs) Yeah. What did you think of Gremlins? So I'm still kind of like thinking about Gremlins. I mean, I've seen it before, right? What did you think about it in a movie theater? Um, I forget. I forgot how um, comedic it was, yeah. but also how like racist it was <laughs> towards <laughs> like Asian people. <laughs> I mean, that's that's every movie in the 80s, unfortunately. Uh, it doesn't really give the like a like redeeming arc for the the like mystical Asian dude. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's very like tropey of like, uh, yeah, like Asian sorcerer guy. But the, I think the the white people are like fucking it up for the world, though. I think is the the moral of yeah, like you can't just take something that from another culture and think that you can like that you're smarter than use them it or whatever. It's, it was uh, I mean, I think everyone that's racist in that movie kind of gets their comeuppance. Yeah, like the guy yeah. who's mad at all of, like the foreign cars and stuff, like. Yeah. Gets run over by a fucking bulldozer. It's like by an American made bulldozer. I mean like it's 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 racist in, in, in the sense that like everything in the eighties was sort of racist to some extent. Yeah. But like I, I think so. I think it's trying to make some kind of point in some like clumsy way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. know. I'm just like still thinking about I mean, still the fun very funny though. It's so it's it's like the fun it's probably the funniest like horror movie ever. Also it's it is like very Christmassy, yeah. which is why we went to go see it. Yeah. You know, because it's like you forget that it's like set in around Christmas time. It's sort of. It's also kind of a kids movie, which is why there are a bunch of like ads for kids movies before it. <laughs> yeah, like, I guess so. The ad for the li- the Buzz Lightyear uh, serious the, movie. The Buzz Lightyear inspired by we Star Wars. <laughs> we didn't fucking talk about that. Yeah, no. What'd you think? I can't believe it. It's it's so stupid looking, it's, right? It's literally, hey, you like Star Wars? I haven't, you go I, to the parks. That was the first time I had seen that uh, that uh, trailer too. I couldn't I couldn't I believe that was a real movie. I don't think I really processed it. See, this <laughs> this is why the American animation industry is uh, you know, dying. Why I just don't understand why take a Toy Story thing and then turn it into an adult thing. Turn it into a serious. Well, it's 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 about Buzz Lightyear, the astronaut who inspired the toy, Julie. Oh. Uh, yeah. See, I didn't understand that. I thought it was about Buzz Lightyear, the toy. I read I read a description for the movie in like some like press release like six months ago. I don't know. I find myself when the previews come on, I I really like shut down. Like I really try not to to like engage too much with them because like uh, we also saw the trailer for sing 2 and that is the whole movie like literally it was literally i, I was a little movie. upset because i actually really liked sing one <laughs> yeah you're you're a fan i i enjoyed it and you like the illumination uh production company output generally yeah no i think they do fun stuff yeah. i mean there's kids movies what, what more do i want but Minions. then in the sing 2 trailer they literally show what happens. Yeah. They literally show what happens. And I, I just can't believe it when I just can't watch movie trailers. Like, we went in to see Licorice Pizza, too, recently, 
We've been watching a lot of movies lately. Yeah. We saw licorice. We saw licorice pizza, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. And I'm really glad I didn't see the trailer for it because I think it would have been given away. The trailer? No, the trailer for that was really great because you you don't have any idea like what the movie's about. Oh, okay. They did a really good job of sort of uh, keeping the plot very kind of loose. But in general, I avoid trailers. Yeah. We both do. For sure. Okay, so that was just a little side note there. I wonder what the trailer for this anime would have been. For Promise Neverland? Yeah. Like, uh, I, I wonder if... I wonder if if uh, the general... If the majority of people going into this know that there's an element of, of uh, demon demonology. It's a horror anime. Yeah, like, I, like, how many people going into this know it's horror versus, like, a couple of schmucks like us just, like, wandering into the into the show? Uh, I think the whole point of it is like we can't tell you that it's a horror anime. You just need to trust us that th- that yeah. it's going to be good, because the whole the whole moment of realization is the whole point of the whole show. It hinges on yeah, like the, the characters the don't know that this is happening, so you as the audience also can't know it's going to happen. Basically, yeah. So we can't really sell it to you as. Uh, some sort of alien demonology world. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. Uh, I mean... I feel like people understand at this point. Real quick, the the show is about a group of orphans who uh, are... It's, it's like... It's it's sort of like in like the future. Like, I think like 2040. 2043 or something. Something like that. So sort of in the near future. Um, there's a bunch of kids at this orphanage. Everything seems to be going pretty good. Yeah. Everyone's pretty happy. But yeah. But then some of the kids, uh, one of the kids gets adopted. Yeah. And, They're getting uh, shipped out. Yeah. And they, and so they, they follow and see like what happened and they see the, the kid. Well, no, the, the girl, Connie, right? Sweet, kind, six year old, right? Yeah. Gets adopted, but she's known for carrying around this like plushy right, yeah, bunny. Right, so they... And they're like, oh my God, Connie forgot her bunny. Let's go give it to her, right? Yeah. We're not supposed to go near the gate, but let's go. I think it'll be fine. And they run up to the gate, which is open, and discover <laughs> that Connie is no longer with us. <laughs> yeah. Connie's dead. Like, that is the that is the moment of, oh, shit, what's going on? These kids are not being adopted. They're being... Uh, harvested. Harvested. We later learn that... Uh, what, when do we see? We see the demon in, like, the first episode, right? Yeah, when Connie... Yeah. When they reveal Connie's dead... Uh, you see the the big. They hide and they see the giant demon creatures. Yeah, which we still don't really know what the deal is there. I think the manga explains it more, and I'm a, so we found out. I found out after this that there's a second season. Yeah, which I hear is bad, and I don't know yeah. if we're gonna watch it. Um, I I'm more inclined to read the books at this point. Yeah, um, and I think that it gives a little more context. But from what I read. Um, and I don't know if this is like a spoiler or whatever, but, um, I guess there's some, there was some war between humanity and the demons. Mm. And so in order to like coexist on like the demon reality and the human reality, the humans have to like send sacrifices to the demons. Well, that's not in this season. Right. So that's, that's part of the manga then. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. So this whole season one is basically the the escape yeah. like the the discovery of the world 
from the perspective of Emma, who's the main character, um, Norman, who's kind of the brains, and Ray? Uh, I think so. Or Kai. <laughs> um, who's sort of the moody, you know. The emo. The emo on, uh, yeah, Ray. Um, <laughs> sort of the, the cynic of the group. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they they sort of, the three of them are 11, about to be 12. Everyone gets shipped out when they're 12. And they sort of slowly uncover layers of the onion, if you will. The conspiracy happening. The, of how how they're being harvested, in what order they're being harvested, why they haven't been harvested yet. Yeah. And then how the hell are we going to get out of here? <laughs> I kind of wish I didn't read the explanation for the human and demon world because I feel like having like the mysterious like monsters. Yeah. I feel like it, I feel I, it was sort of more enjoyable like that sort of knowing that there's some sort of sacrifice happening. Yeah. But not really knowing like what those things were or like kind of why. Yeah. I will say not all of the answers are revealed in season one. And I will also say that I also looked up some stuff yeah. because I was so curious, yeah. so frustrated and curious about what was happening. And I was like, I know the answers are out there. But then I ended up seeing other spoilers. The truth is out there. Yeah, yes. So did you like uh, The Promised Neverland? I really did. Yeah, you really did. Huh? I think I discovered that I really like shows that that are like uncovering something about the world like little by little like that yeah with sort of like this human like discovering things at the same rate that the characters are discovering it if that makes sense for sure like very much like mystery shows in that way and i think this totally fits the bill for that um twin peaks (laughs) yeah exactly it's like it's like every episode you watch like another layer is sort of yeah un unveiled right right uh, all the way into the very last moments of this show i was going oh shit oh shit yeah the final <laughs> episode it's like a good it's, it's it's a good stinger reveal yeah it's a good stinger yeah. exactly exactly but uh, we'll get to that yeah i mean the the initial reveal that this is not just like an orphanage escape show <laughs> like we're rowdy kids and we're getting on out of here which is what i thought it would be <laughs> right but instead, you're like, okay, first of all, they've all got tattoos on their necks with numbers. Looks, yeah, that's, very uh, Holocaust-y. That's kind of like a big red flag. Seems like a callback to some sort of historical event, huh? They're, they're training them for some reason. Yeah. Right? Very rigorous uh, school, like tra- school like education. Strange training. Yeah. And, um, and then having this reveal of the 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 aliens <laughs> or demons that are harvesting these children and why why that's the that's the question why is this happening the revealer do you remember that music video uh fantasy by i don't know if it's like a producer or like a group but uh die where it's like sort of it's sort of anime but it's like the kids sort of sneak into the pool and the girl is like sort of like a double date situation so like one girl is like with her date and she's like kind of not interested and is like looking at her friends and they're like making out and then 
she sort of soon like she looks back and like they're they're becoming like parasite monsters mm. and they all sort of turn into monsters and <laughs> she making, has to like run away it's making me think of species do you remember that video it's like it was like animated i don't remember it was it was a uh, it was very youtube shock it was like yo you gotta check this video out dude remind me of that where it's like it's sort of uh you think it's just sort of this naive naive it's, realistic yeah and then it, it it uh it it changes on you really quick i i like i like narrative things that do that like uh remember the movie from dusk till dawn oh yeah totally different vibe and, and genre but totally but uh same same sort of mechanism that I, I i enjoy yeah where you think you're like pretty sure this is going in one direction and then it just sla- it slaps you yeah <laughs> it says nope <laughs> So I like the show. I wish it was like a movie because mm. I think um, the space between sort of the initial discovery and kind of uncovering the secrets behind the mother caretaker slash the people there. I feel like it, the, the show kind of spun its wheels for a bit mm. and like not there wasn't enough sort of narrative like the it's like the. You, you knew what the goal was from, like, the first episode, which is, like, they have to get out, right? Yeah. And I feel like the, the distance just sort of kind of arbitrarily keeps extending almost. So there's, mm-hmm. like, more reason for them not to be able to escape or, like, sort of get their bearings. Like, they learn someone's a traitor. They learn, you know, they, they sort of put their faith into another character who eventually dies. Right. Like, all these things kind of happen that I feel like kind of get in the way of, of sort of the narrative kind of moving forward well i thought that was the whole thing was like i was like okay this is going to end with them escaping yeah or you know them their escape being foiled which i was like honestly i don't even know if they're making it out of here towards the end towards the last couple episodes because it was it was like one thing after another that seemed to throw a wrench in there their yeah plan. it's just like it's it's kind of hard it's it's sort of tricky for me because it's like i i want sort of uh i don't know so uh, something about just something about the pacing of it just kind of didn't totally do it for me i do i do like the the show uh i like the show mm-hmm. um i i think i was initially turned off that it was like children yeah, but same. I, but as as the show kind of progressed, I, I I liked the way they kind of um worked it in because so like the the three main characters, you know, they they feel like less like children and just like kind of like generic protagonists. Like mm. they're they're smart, they're resourceful, et cetera, et cetera. But all the other kids, sort of in the um, I guess in like their purview and sort of like around them, they feel like kids, which mm. I feel like is like sort of like a successful thing. Like they have to. It's like something they have to sort of account for. Like the kids are going to be scared, so they have to like, you know, sort of uh, work their plan one way. Like the kids, the kids are going to be too scared to do a thing, so they have to like kind of guide them and stuff. Like they, they they sort of come into their own of being, I guess, leaders or adults or whatever you want to say. And, and sort of uh, it's part of the show, I guess. Like they they their reality is shattered of them just being in like an orphanage or whatever, and they sort of have to come to terms with becoming adults in some way or another and, and sort of uh fending for themselves because hmm. you can't trust anyone in this world yeah especially not your uh your your mommy <laughs> caretaker isabella lady 
Yeah, Isabella is sort of the the main. You know what it reminded me of a little bit of uh, the the game. Um, not don't wake daddy. <laughs> the neighbor game. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? yeah, I forget what it's called. Hello, neighbor. Hello, neighbor. Yeah, it yeah. was kind of that sort of ten. That sort of like jump scare tension was kind of happening to me a little bit during this, and or just like she's behind you. It's like yeah, there. Are, or yeah, it's like she's she's literally right there. She's like listening. She's sort of like yeah. She's like kind of stalking them, or is like way more aware than they realize in the beginning of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked every sort of reveal moment. What? I'm remembering when we played Hello Neighbor and <laughs> I f- you got really mad at me because I like beat the level. Yeah. Well, I got really stuck. I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show, but like, I am not good at video games. <laughs> I'm really not good. And I don't, I didn't play them a lot as a kid. And... One of the most frustrating things, this happened to me as a kid too, would be me really trying, really, really trying and being stuck for like hours on a level and then having like my brother or whoever, a friend, yeah, beat the level like in one shot. <laughs> I really, I try, I try to avoid that when we play games together. It's literally why we have not returned to it. <laughs> yeah. And it's not really your fault. Because I felt I felt so bad while it was happening. Like I, I sort of I think I kind of figured it out in my head, and I didn't want to like Ugh. give too much away or whatever. It's brutal, man. Yeah, we're playing. They, nothing we're pl- shuts me down more than that happening. We're playing Pokemon right now, and I, I I try like if there's if there's certain stuff like I'll 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 try and help nudge you, but I I don't know. I want you to like enjoy the game and experience it when we play. Yeah, but I can't enjoy the game if I'm. Being backseat. stuck, you know? Oh, yeah. No, no. Quite the opposite. Like, when you're like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> like, when I'm picking Pokemon to go up against other types, I just, I can't, I can't remember. I don't internalize it the way that you have. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's a side note. But yeah. Speaking it, of internalization. What? Boy, I sure would internalize those scary eyeballs of Oh, the... are you talking about Crone? Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Crone. So that was a terrible segue, but <laughs> <laughs> no, let's talk about it because I felt like her characterization was a little off for me. Yeah, like I wonder how she's portrayed in the manga, but like I felt like out of everybody, it's like everybody has sort of like quirks, but then she felt like a, a caricature of like a black woman. <laughs> All right, yeah. Um, so just just uh like a Isabella asks for help to sort of like whatever organization she's a part of. Yeah. And they send her extra help. They send her another mom basically right. or a mom in training to assist her with these kids who at this point she knows that something's up. Yeah. She knows, okay, wait, she knows that somebody knows the truth because she found uh, Connie's doll. Yeah. Where it should not have been. Where it should not have been. How did the doll get there? One of the kids knows. Yeah. And she needs to figure out who it is so she can, like, squash it right away. So they bring in, um, Isabella brings in Crone, who is also, like, trying to be a mom. And she sort of, like, is great because she 
reveals more about what's happening on the mom side of things. But she's also way over the top, in my opinion. She's like weirdly terrifying. So, I, you know, I feel like, you know, I'm a, I'm a Native American man. Mm-hmm. You're a white lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, neither of us are black. Right. Um, so we typically don't bring it up just because it doesn't feel like it's our place necessarily to like talk about yeah. uh, representation in anime specifically. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think it's any secret that like there's not a lot of uh, black characters typically. Yeah. Or if there are, it's a little strange. There's either like really great black characters, it seems like, or just like the uh, the exact opposite. There's very little like middle ground. <laughs> yeah, these it's always um, it always becomes like very much. Uh, I don't know, like in so in so Crone's character, it's like I I thought it was um, like so like the overall like kind of racial makeup of the characters seems like is also like kind of diverse, which like I I thought was kind of interesting and yeah seemed cool. Yeah. Um, and then Crone's introduction, it's like her character design looks, yeah, like you said, like it looks like a caricature of, of a of a black woman. And she's also like cartoonishly scary. Car- cartoonishly scary, especially in comparison to Isabella, who was like basically in like the same uh, level as her. I feel like Crone is played to be like, crazy yeah and so that's where that's coming from because i i looked it up very briefly before we started and there was like some discussion about why she was black land basically from the wiki for promise neverland it says that they talked about it and they thought it would be easier to distinguish her from isabella if she was black <laughs> Uh, which is like no uh, don't say that either (laughs) i don't know about that um that's weird yeah but yeah it's it's uh i mean her it reminded me of uh get out where like you have like these characters who are like running yeah all the time yeah she's she's incredibly fit she's she's um her voice acting is uh ridiculous really exaggerated yeah so it's just like it just made me feel weird, and I think it's I think I should point it out. That's all. It it, it felt like a very glaring part of the show that was kind of hard to ignore or whatever. Yeah, but then I also really liked her character, right? She does she does get like kind of a, a, a cool character arc for sure. Because she she gets brought in to help Isabella, but then it's revealed that she really wants to be a mom, and maybe if she sides with the kids she'll be able to overthrow Isabella and take her place. So she starts hatching her own plan to figuring out who the who the kind of kids are that know yeah. so that she can sort of help them and thwart Isabella in that way. And with her character, it's revealed that she was also a kid at the plant. Yeah. So she's got the tattoo on her neck too, and she decided to try to this path so that she can survive. And like in that moment where Crone is is revealing her backstory, I didn't even connect it to Isabella at that point. Yeah. That everybody at this plant is part of a system that is creating children to be harvested 
or moms. They do a very good job uh, kind of obscuring Isabella's history. Like involvement, yeah. Yeah. In the exact same thing that Crone's, Crone went through. Right. Crone, but then Crone's got this like doll with her that she talks to, and that's what makes her seem kind of unhinged or crazy. Yeah. So she's talking to this like mangled doll. Doll looks about very her, scary. Her plans, <laughs> and the doll yeah. is scary, and she's making like these like really intense faces, and and it's just kind of wild. And then she plays a game of tag with all the kids, and that is like played for horror almost. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it's like there's she has like a bunch of like jump scares where it just like cuts to her like giant eyes, and it's like very right. very unnerving. Yeah. She just doesn't seem to be animated the same as, like, all the other characters. So yeah. it's just, it was off-putting for me. Yeah, so I, Crone's involvement was, I I liked it as sort of, like, a wrench in things. It, it gets there. Like, I feel like the character kind of gets there initially. It's, like, very, like, Ugh! like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, are you yeah. Do- what are you doing, show? Yeah. But, you know, she... She kind of, I mean, her her un- unveiling her, like, the fact that she was a kid at these plants, too, and that every, everyone in this world is just trying to survive. <laughs> yeah. Um, And it becomes very much, if not me, then you, or if not you, then me, a, you know? It's a doggy dog world. Exactly. It's a demon eat human world. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also... Uh, Totally unrelated, but uh, I feel like it's it's funny how much uh, I think like uh, orphanage that is not what it seems uh, story idea is like something that like has sort of permeated recently because we just watched uh, the new Resident Evil film. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Welcome to Raccoon City. Right. <laughs> where that also involves an orphanage that feeds kids to uh medical experiments by the umbrella corporation yeah great film yeah i I think that's why like when you see sort of like it's a story about an orphanage or about orphans you're like okay where did that come from like why is that such like a prominent story i think it's because it's the same reason why anime always has like super distant or, or removed parents because like to prey on children is such like a like the ultimate evil, evil thing, yeah. and to be able to uncover that evil through the eyes of a child is also like built into like scare tactics, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's very scary when you can't imagine like how to defend yourself in those situations. Right. I guess. and also orphans in an orphanage in like a story setting like in this these types of stories you you immediately are on their side yeah like there is no gray area there's, about there's no there's uh, who you're rooting for <laughs> there's not many movies about like an orphan who like deserves it yeah exactly aside exactly. from the film orphan and even with this even when like there's a whole plot point that somebody's feeding information like one of the one of the children is giving mom information yeah. And even in that case, you still don't hate him for it because he is also just trying to survive. Yeah. He's sort of uh, like a triple agent almost. Yeah. 
Like he's he's feeding information to mom to get her to trust him. Yeah. But also using that trust to feed that information back to the other kids. Yeah. He's also use trading that information for gifts, which he is specifically choosing to create a device to to disable the microchips in their ears. <laughs> yeah. Because it's it's like once they find the wall they they think, oh, we need to figure this out. But then mom, like, shows up right away, and they're like, she's got us chips. Like, she knows where we are at all times. Now we've got to figure out how to either kill the microchips or create a big enough window of time where mom is so distracted that she can't look at her pocket watch, which is just a tracker for all of the children. Yeah. But, yeah, Kai is the is the informant which actually ends up being even more emotional than i thought it would be i mean ray sorry ray <laughs> ray is the informant the emo the emo black-haired boy it must be emo yes <laughs> or that's on i do pretty fucked up in retrospect yeah yeah totally is but yeah so ray Ray is the one that's telling mom. Wait, where was I going with it? I lost my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I was thinking about the lyrics to I Must Be Emo. Um, we should do a podcast on I like, got hair on my legs and makeup on my face. <laughs> I must be emo. Man, what was it with like there so many like bad like comedy songs? Uh, on youtube it was um oh my god shoes it was all about shock yeah for like years it was all about how can i be more shocking regular i feel like regular people weren't on youtube until like 2012 <laughs> i feel a little bit like i was part of something bad <laughs> yeah for, for watching that early youtube stuff right right when youtubers were becoming a thing yeah that you could do that weren't really making money, but were gaining quite a following. I feel like you you started watching YouTube in like the first wave of it not just being like toxic like guy shit. Mm. So like it started, it was still like weird, but like it was also like you could be like a you know a, a YA reader girl and find a uh, a niche. Yeah, I think like that's Nerd that sort of stuff. Or... Yeah. Yeah, Hank and John Green, or even just like early beauty channels. We should get John Green on the podcast. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> we, should, we should call our agent. Get, uh, get yeah, John we'll, Green. Let, oh, me, no, let me call him up on my banana phone real quick. D the hell were we talking forget about? To, what is it? Don't forget to be awesome. DFTBA. Yeah, DFT. We should. That should be the end to all of our. Yeah, we just we just, steal, <laughs> we, just we just, we just take pop it. it. We don't. Yeah, they don't make videos really like that. I mean, they still make videos. We should. We should just rip off their whole format. We'll just like make videos where like we're talking to each other. Mm. Julie, this week <laughs> I. Yeah, I mean that's the. I, I thought it was a great thing back when they were first starting to do it. No, they're yeah. They were like, "Why should we call each other? I'll make you a video. You make me a video back." People yeah. loved it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Hank's TikTok is good. Is it? Yeah. I'm not on TikTok. Pretty good. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> sorry. 
just completely off the rails. Uh, so Ray is the <laughs> traitor. Ray is the traitor. But um, Norman. But then later, Norman, the other boy. Uh, it's it's his brains birthday. Of the operation. The brains. Brains. Yeah, actually, literally. a very uh very important part of the body in this show because it is uh that's what they're harvesting. That's what the the uh the the demons love eating. Yeah, it's revealed that Emma Ray and Norman have all made it this far because they are also the top performers. Like they get perfect scores on their tests. Smartest. Yes. Biggest so brains. They they have the most developed brains, and therefore they are kind of being saved for like peak ripeness or something. Yeah. <laughs> then their brains are going to be del- delivered to the one, right? So so there's some sort of hierarchy in the de- demon organization where these like premium premium high quality brains are going to be <laughs> that are being are being like saved for. It's yeah. like the the wagyu beef of brains. I guess it would be like the opposite. Be like the I don't know. Does it ever explain it for like you're like an idiot? Well, so Connie was like six when she gets right. bust, bust out of there, and they realize that it's because some peop some of the sort of students are not performing at like peak capacity. So they're being picked off in order from their test scores. Gotcha. Yeah. Like when Harvest comes around, whoever's got the lowest scores basically gets shipped out, gets adopted, gets uh, harvested. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So they devise this plan and everything is sort of set in motion. And then boom, guess what? Norman is is getting adopted in like a week. It's very clear that mom is like you three. I know what the hell's going on here. Yeah, she can she confronts them, and it's it's very tense. Uh, Super tense, because she's got a sneaking suspicion. Yeah, yeah, she's got a suspicion, but then she's like, "Listen, let's let's talk to each other for the first time." Yeah, yeah. They sort of bring more children into the fold because the other big part of this is Emma is like. We have to break out everyone. Yeah. There is no option where we don't bring absolutely everyone because we're a family and family sticks together. And Ray is like, no, let's just do us three. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one or two other people because, like, not possible to do everybody. Like, it's a death mission or whatever. Right. A suicide mission. And Norman is the one that's going, okay, well, how, do, how would we do it? You know, if we did try to get everybody out. And did you realize it actually ends at a compromise? Yeah, because they, uh, not all the kids come. Not all the kids come. Some of the stupid kids, well, I don't know if they're, they're not really stupid, but. No, they're the youngest. Yeah. They're under six. They would be impossible to. Emma specifically asks one of the five-year-olds that's about to be six, tells them what's happening. And he's like, I kind of had a feeling, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. And then he's, and then she's like, do you think it's possible to explain this to all the, the super young kids? And can you convey this to them? And what do you think I should do? And he's like, we should stay. We have way more time to figure it out, you know? Yeah. And it's way risky to bring everybody. 
and some of them are not going to understand. And so they leave like the youngest kids, which is wild. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like a, a shock reveal too. It's like, it's oh, a shock fuck. reveal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they become intrinsic to the plan of, of uh, everybody else being able to escape. Yeah. Norman also sets himself on fire. No, uh, Ray. Ray sets himself on fire. Yes. Yeah. Norman, uh, he goes. Norman gets shipped off, but then he shows up at the end. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really figure that out. <laughs> I didn't really figure out where S- he was. Seemed like, uh, I'm sure it will be explained in season two. Ugh. I.e., yeah. I, I, I read his Wikipedia and it told me. No. What happens. Okay. Well, Norman, Norman, it's like a very emotional thing where he's getting shipped out and they're like, just stay, just escape. Stay in the forest. Like Side note, when all the when all the boys get shipped out, they look like they're like little gangsters. Yeah, yeah. Like they have like a like a fedora. They have to like, wear their Sunday best. Is that what it that's what it is, right? Yeah, no, if you get adopted, you're supposed to dress up. They they all look like they're uh they're like, like little little mobsters. Yeah, no, they've got these Top little, of the world, like, ma trench coats and bowler hats or whatever. Do you, like, do you like James Cagney? Who's that? It's like the original like gangster actor of like the 30s. Oh, sure. Why not? We gotta watch uh, White Heat. Okay. Put it on the list. Yeah, no. Uh, basically, it gets a little convoluted. So like, if you haven't seen this, like, I do recommend you go see it even with all of the information that we've given you. But the last like two episodes is like the escape. It's happening. Emma, Emma's leg gets broken. And by Isabella and it's fucking brutal. <laughs> it's really brutal. When Norman gets shipped off, they also break Isabella's leg and Ray seemingly gives up. And at some point Ray tells Norman that he's like there's they are not taking me out of here. I'm going to burn myself. Based I'm going to light myself on fire so that the moment before they can take me <laughs> I can take myself. Yeah. Because Ray thinks he's going to make it all the way through. And mom is like, nope, you've betrayed me. So guess you're going to get shipped out on your 12th birthday too. So Norman's gone. Emma's like hurt and sad. And then Ray's 12th birthday comes around and he's like about to light himself on fire. And I'm like, what is going on? And it, it, he doesn't. It's a trick. It's a trap. Emma says, nope. She she snatches that match out of thin air and says, no, sir. We are getting out of here. Everyone's got their shoes on and their packs ready. I've been training these kids in secret for months. Emma's <laughs> oh, the my, real... Uh, my legs have been broken. She really is like the the leader. Yeah. Which it's... is crazy because wouldn't you consider this shonen or something? I think you would. Yeah. So it's it, it kind of uh it it sort of I was sort of shocked that she's like the sort of like the central character. Right. She's the Naruto. What can I say? She is, yeah. And um yeah, she she sort of devised this plan with Norman without telling Ray because Ray would have fucked it up somehow. <laughs> I think I think they don't tell Ray because it's like how how it's important that he thinks he's going to do this and everyone plays their roles accordingly. Yeah. No suspicion is raised that anything is going 
off off uh, out of line. Yeah. Yeah. So they really light the place on fire, right? <laughs> the whole fucking thing. The whole place gets lit up. Mom goes to see figure to see. She's like, "Oh, it's Ray," and I've got to save that brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She gets really preoccupied with getting Ray out of this fire. Meanwhile, Emma's gone all of a sudden. Everyone's gone. Oh, they're all. <laughs> Everyone's booking it to the wall. Yep. And then that sort of like leaves the six-year-olds who are all like, Mom! Sort of distracted. Over here. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> What's happening? You have to deal with all of us. Yeah. And she takes off after them. And catches up with them when they are literally on the wall, ziplining <laughs> over to the forest. Because I don't know if I mentioned there's the wall and then there's just cavernous pit. <laughs> huge ravine. Yeah. Yeah. I love the word ravine. Yeah. I first discovered it in a Goosebumps book. Really? <laughs> yeah. I forget which one, but I was like, what's a ravine? And I looked it up. Yeah. Do you remember looking stuff up as like a kid in the dictionary? Totally. I remember trying to read books that were way over my uh, yeah. vocabulary and having to look up like every other word <laughs> and then just not being able to read it. Now I don't remember any words. Yeah. I just say like all the time because I'm a numbskull. <laughs> they make it over the wall. They or all, the gyre. They all make it over the cavernous, the cavern. That was me peeking the audio. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> And mom is there and she's like, please don't go, Emma. Jesus Christ. Everything is fucked. And Emma's like, peace out, mom. Deuces. Into the Into the forest. Cuts the wires. Mom takes her hair down. And then it's sort of like, and then we just go straight into her backstory. Yeah. Which I was not ready for. <sighs> not ready. Strangely emotional. I'm glad we stopped when we did to go see the movie. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been hard to jump back into. Um, yeah, we, we we were running late to, to go see Gremlins. So we stopped the episode right as after Emma, like, zip lines into the forest. Yeah. We were like, okay, we'll finish this. And so the last part back. is just all, like, Isabella's background. Yeah. And it's just, and it's like, of course, she was a kid at the orphanage. She was groomed into being a mom and trained once she realized what was happening. She watched all of her friends die. She got pregnant. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, well, f fuck, of course. They've, they're taking all of the, the women, right, once they reach a certain age to make more children. Yeah. And then the real fucking kicker of this season is she recognizes Kay as her son, which yeah. I was not prepared for and a, didn't call it at all. No, it's like such an insane twist because you don't, no one really has like, like actual parents. Like you don't, you never learn who, how the kids are, are made, I guess. Yeah. You're like, where are they coming from? I just assumed they were being like Shipped. matrixed or something, you know, something um. grown. <laughs> eggs yeah grown in but yeah in incubators she's an actual mom yeah grown in human incubators yeah she's not just a mom of the orphanage she literally was a mom and i assume 
they mentioned that there's only four of these plants or um, orphanages, right? And then there's headquarters. So I'm assuming that, like, they take all of these candidates to be uh, moms, like, to take care of all the kids. But then, like, some of them don't make it. They just become birthers or something. Like, did you ever read, um, what was it called? What was that book called? Oh, no. I can only think of Ender's Game, but that's not the one. Uh, it was the story about the perfect world where everybody, uh, the giver, the giver. I had that book. I never read it. Oh, John, you have to read it. That everyone told me I had to, re like, I really needed to read it. It's and so. That made me not want to read it. It's so good, and honestly, we probably have it I think because we have I it. really liked it. Um, one of these days, I'll read it. One of the, you know, not to really give anything away, but the giver is about all of this like it's like a utopia where everyone is assigned roles um in life and i won't give it away like what the giver is but some of the women become like birthers like birthers yeah, like like to like chattel yeah basically they like turn into just human incubators <laughs> is like the only way i can hmm. think of saying it doesn't seem very uh like, that cool. just becomes their role in society, in this perfect society, hmm. where, like, you become a firefighter, you become, you know, a banker, and you become a birther. <laughs> it's like... What would I become? I don't know. I think it's called The Giver. Is yeah, that what it's called? It is The Giver. Yeah. Man, good book. Would recommend. But it reminded me of that. Sort I, didn't, of this... I didn't read any books when I was... Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. 12 to 16. You read so fast. You I, really do. I've never learned to, uh, like, read and come back to a thing. Hmm. So it's it's actually not a uh, it's not a positive because like I'll, I'll I'll like read a lot and then it's like so hard for me to like continue reading something. Mm. So I I could only read like three hundred page books. <laughs> Why do people like the Promise Neverland, <laughs> Julie? You answer it first. Because it has a hell of a twist. You can put it on and people will be like, why the fuck are we watching some like twee uh, orphan anime bullshit? And then you get to the part where they feed uh, orphans to... They feed children. Children. Yeah. Children die. Yeah. The wow. children are dying. How How many things do you watch where children get killed? Children are being cannibalized. <laughs> cannibalized, eaten by monsters. Not a lot. Yeah, it's pretty, it's it's gnarly. It's a little gnarly. Do <laughs> you think there's like a listicle, like top 10 child deaths in movies? Probably. Top there's 10. A list for everything. Top 10 brutal child killings in, <laughs> in movies. John. I mean, I'm sure there's something to that effect. <laughs> Like, brutal in the way, in, like, a, I mean, there's so many movies that show so much, like, fucked up stuff. It became, like, an in-joke. Maybe just to me. I don't, I, for, I don't, I forget who I made this joke with. It might have just been, like, something in my head that I'd repeat. But it would be like, oh, yeah, that guy's, that guy's really into child-killing Skyrim mods. No! <laughs> like, if someone's, like, really weird or something. Oh, man. Like, yeah, they definitely have the kid-killing mod in uh, Fallout. <laughs> What does that mean? So there's children in Fallout and, and Skyrim. You can get a mod? 
but you can't you so you can't kill them in the base game okay but there are mods that let you kill the kids i've never used a mod in my entire life in like a game no yeah no well you i'm not i'm not I think surprised that, I'm not, well i don't think you would need to because like there's not really you're not playing like skyrim i don't really play those types of games but then i also don't play games to like 100 percent completion either where you well, might want Technically, I've I've put mods into Fallout that you were probably unaware of. Okay. So you've played with mods. Well, there you go. I'm a gamer. <laughs> You're a pro Just gamer. Just like that. Just like that. Get you a boy to make you a gamer. A boy like John. Yeah. Why you? Why did you? Why do people like? Why did I like Promise Neverland? Is that what you were gonna ask? I was me? gonna ask. I was gonna ask why do people like Pokemon, Brilliant <laughs> Diamond. I'm also playing Pokemon. Yeah, we're we're playing the uh we're working on it. We're playing the new Pokemon re releases. I, I beat the Elite Four. So I'm just catching Pokemon right now. Mm-hmm. Julie's still working her way through the the I'm gyms. playing Diamond. Yeah, you're playing Diamond, I'm playing I Pearl. I find it very frustrating. Well you're I've expressed it to you, but this is like your this is like your first exposure to like old school Pokemon where it's like just battle after battle. It's so much battling. I really enjoyed Sword and Shield. Because of the sort of exploration elements to it. <laughs> the sort of like you could do side plot things. It was a very chill game. Yeah. The battles were not very uh, difficult. Yeah. And you could just kind of, you could cook with the Pokemon. You could feed them. Hang out with your Pokemon. You can hang out with them. Whereas I find myself just wanting to do that in this game. And it's like obviously not the point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Although I can still do that. and. <laughs> Like, I can just, like, feed my Pokemon berries endlessly. <laughs> or, uh, what are they, Poffins or whatever? Yeah. Anyway, people like The Promised Neverland because it's kind of good. It's really good. It's just yeah. kind of good. And I I really liked it because because of what I've talked about. Like, I, I think I really like mystery. Mystery, like, the genre of mystery. <laughs> like, I would probably really like to do an escape room again for the same reason not so much for the puzzles but just to uncover the story i never read mystery novels though i wonder if i would enjoy that um yeah i think you would i feel like you know what it is as i don't i don't find myself drawn to like the time period that like sherlock holmes is set in or like steampunky stuff yeah but there's i mean there's there's plenty of like modern day mysteries i mean gone girl was a book originally Mm, yeah i liked gone girl um i like the sort of twists and reveals as like the plot goes on gone girl was great and sort of the callbacks you know to something that happened but now there's more information like i love that kind of stuff and this anime totally worked for me in that regard and I'm disappointed that it's it ended with them escaping. Like, I was fully ready for the escape to happen in the middle of the season and then see what was happening in the world. Man, you got you got to read Watchmen because that's, that's uh, like a mystery. Yeah, I got to. I, I know. I'll, I'll get back into it for sure. We could watch it. No, you know, you got, you got, you got to read the comic. All right, fine, fine, fine. No, the movie, the movie fucking sucks. <laughs> okay. I mean, it. I mean, the movies. I thought it was a show. 
Well, the show is like after the, the, the comic book. Okay, okay. I'll try to read it. But listen. It's just such a daunting thing. It it's it's uh it's, it's like such a book, you know, like it's, it's like, a thick, thick book. It's like it's like <laughs> I I feel like if there's if there's like one comic that you read before you die. Okay, okay. It, I know. It should probably be Watchmen. You're not the only one. Yeah. But you are its biggest uh You got it. Someone at someone at work has to be like Julie. You got to read Watchmen. No, no, some, that's some photographer. Not true. Uh, many people have told me to read it, and I just—it's something about the the—I don't know. I did start it. Do I have to read? Okay, I'm we'll gonna, talk about it later. I'm gonna I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna email Francois and, and tell him no. to <laughs> tell him to guilt you into reading Watchmen. He'd be like, "Who are you? <laughs> what what is this?" <laughs> um. So that's it for this episode. Uh, thank you for listening. He wouldn't be. Who are you? Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, if you liked listening to our episode and our analysis, please uh, consider leaving us a five star review. Yes. On follow, iTunes. And follow us on Instagram. At Why Do People Like Anime? Leave us a comment. Yeah, on one of our photos. You can shoot us an email at Why Do People Like Anime at gmail.com. Next week uh, is our yearly. Do you think it's next week? It is. What do we do in the week after that? We're, we'll just. The season continues. All right. Next um, week. Next week will be our uh, season finale where we rank <laughs> all of the anime that We're we've going to seen do up our until this point. Yearly ranked. You're gonna have more than me because there's like stuff that you watched. Is it just this year? Yeah. Okay. We're gonna go through all of them. All right. Because I I had a lot of fun doing that. Okay. <laughs> so look forward to a long episode next week, and you know if you want to send us reasons why the anime we've watched this year is better or worse than you think we're perceiving it as there's only one way to do it you have to you have to reach out only one way out and uh all if you know all all i want for christmas is that why do people like anime merch you know did you say we have merch already i did not (laughs) remember that jake paul all i want for christmas is that why do people like anime merch (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) i miss the old jake paul yeah well I kind of miss the old Jake Good Paul. Good riddance, in my opinion. Right? Like, now he's... now Everyone he's, just does podcasts now. He's too cocky now. Everyone's either fighting or doing podcasts. And Logan Paul's doing both. Yeah. Well, Driving up the prices of Pokemon cards. But I think his influence <laughs> is gone. Yeah. At least in that market. Yeah. Um. Yeah, if you if you want to get that uh, Why Do People Like Anime merch for all you Jake Paulers out there. <laughs> oh, uh, God. We're we're continuing our Black Friday sale, so yeah, I just haven't. They're still pretty much very affordable. We so. appreciate all who who have cashed in on that deal. Absolutely. Since it went live, uh, we still got some shirts left. We still got some hats left. Still got some hats left, so. Still got plenty of stickers. Plenty of stickers on Head the over to, on the Julie Sticker Emporium. So why do people like anime and follow those links, baby? Julie's, Julie's follow the links. Driving those sticker prices up very soon, so. <laughs> Yeah, right. As her business manager. Um, All right. Next week. The anime. Right. N- no, more. Well, more. Oh, yeah. More, well, more anime. More, more anime. anime. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to be awesome. Okay. <laughs> drive safely. Please drive safe. DFTBA, baby. Goodbye.